This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today we're going to speak about what happens when a vexatious litigant, someone who just sues regularly with no basis in fact, sues an insurer and its chairman, claiming that their denial of his claim was due to racism, and why the Seventh Circuit decided that this claim was not viable. After a car accident, Nehemiah Raleigh filed a claim with his insurer, Founders Insurance Company, a member company of the Utica National Insurance Group. Founders responded with a request for more information, and when none came, the company denied the claim, only to find it and its chairman were sued, claiming their racism resulted in the denial of Raleigh's claim. In Nehemiah Raleigh Jr. v. Richard P. Creedon, a February 23, 2023 decision of the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeal, the Seventh Circuit heard the appeal and warned Raleigh that further frivolous filings would cause sanctions to be imposed against him. A few months after the denial, Founders sent Raleigh a notice that his policy was due to expire and would not be renewed. Raleigh then sued Richard Creedon, the chairman and chief executive officer of Utica National, alleging that Founders breached its insurance contract by not paying his claim and discriminating against Raw because he is black by aiding and abetting white employees to criminally defraud Raleigh by accepting his insurance premium while denying coverage. Raleigh sought compensatory damages of $1 billion and punitive damages of $500 million. Creedon moved to dismiss the case for lack of personal jurisdiction, and in the meantime, Raleigh filed a motion requesting an emergency order and a stay or restraining order requiring his insurance coverage to continue beyond his expiration date and until the insurance company was required through the lawsuit to pay for repair to Raleigh's car. The district judge construed Raleigh's motion for emergency order as a request for a temporary restraining order and denied it. Raleigh, unhappy with the result, then moved for the district judge's recusal because of an alleged racial bias, which he argued is what caused the judge to deny the emergency order and say there was no emergency. Raleigh filed an interlocutory appeal after the denial of his motions. The essence of a TRO is its brevity, its ex-party character, and related to the second element, its informality. A preliminary injunction requires notice to the opposing party and typically involves a hearing held before the injunction is issued. Here, the district court labeled the motion as a request for a TRO and consistent with such proceedings, denied it without a hearing and a brief order. On the merits, Raleigh argues the judge erred by finding it unlikely he would suffer irreparable harm without injunctive relief. Raleigh contended 
that if his coverage is not maintained, he cannot be insured by another company because of the damage to his car that his insurer refused to pay. To obtain a preliminary injunction, a plaintiff must show that it is likely to succeed on the merits and that traditional legal remedies would be inadequate such that it would suffer irreparable harm without the injunction. The Seventh Circuit concluded that the district judge did not err in determining that Raleigh failed to de demonstrate that the denial of his insurance claim, even if wrongful, or the non-renewal of his auto insurance policy would cause irreparable harm in these circumstances. The harm Raleigh claims is measurable in monetary terms, the cost to repair his car or a higher insurance premium and can be adequately addressed with damages. Raleigh's litigation history demonstrates a concerning pattern of misconduct against this defendant and others. Raleigh filed a second suit against Creedon in the Northern District of Illinois four months after filing the one that is the basis of the appeal. The second complaint alleges that Creedon defamed and libeled Raleigh by notifying the court of Raleigh's litigation history that was otherwise identical to the complaint before the Seventh Circuit. Raleigh, the court noted, is a prolific litigant. He has filed at least 55 federal lawsuits in the eastern, northern, and southern districts of New York, the southern district of Ohio, and the district of New Jersey. Most allege that businesses, elected officials, judges, and government employees engaged in racist actions that violated his constitutional rights, but none went very far. The majority of these cases have been frivolous and dismissed for lack of subject matter jurisdiction. Two courts, the Eastern District of New York and the Southern District of Ohio, imposed restrictions on Raleigh because of his vexatious filings. The Seventh Circuit warned Raleigh that further frivolous filings within the circuit may lead to monetary sanctions that, if unpaid, can result in a filing bar. On the jurisdictional issue, the Seventh Circuit sided with Raleigh, but affirmed the denial of relief. In my opinion, insurance companies are often disliked, especially when a claim is denied. People like Mr. Raleigh believe that filing a suit claiming bad faith and racism will result in a monetary settlement to avoid the cost of defending the suit and bad publicity. Mr. Raleigh, on the other hand, is a vexatious litigant who has received the kindness of federal courts who take the time to hear his frivolous lawsuit and claims that anyone who disagrees with him is a racist who must pay him millions of dollars for his hurt feelings. A warning after 55 frivolous suits is too little too late. Mr. Raleigh should be severely sanctioned, with sanctions that hurt, not just a refusal to allow him to file suits in one circuit, because he'll just file in a different circuit. He is incorrigible. This video was adapted from my blog, Salma on Insurance, which is available free 
to anyone who clicks on the URL zalma.com slash blog and is a video available free to anyone who seeks the video on rumble.com or youtube.com by simply putting my name in a search. You might also find that uh, it would be useful to also subscribe to my Substack publications and my Locals community where you can get additional information and detail on insurance and insurance law for a very small fee. If you found this video and this blog post to be of interest to you and your colleagues, please tell them about it so that they can also subscribe. Thank you for your attention.